This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, this is Joe Loren. I play Kaylee Cruz on ABC Family's Make It or Break It, and you're listening to What Do They Said. Did you hear? 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 What do they say? You get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason DePlissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who fill in the funny phrase here, your host. <laughs> this is Robert Bob Duvet coming to you from sunny San Francisco, North Beach, California, where there is always a guaranteed jackhammer going on just outside the kitchen of podcasting. Oh, so our street right out front of our building is a really nice paved road already. And about three days ago, all of a sudden all the cars were there. They can start construction at 8 8 a.m. And they start construction at 8 a.m. That is like... You know, they can't wait. First of all, the run up to the 8 a.m. start time when they can actually start using jackhammers and stuff is just a bunch of guys shouting to each other. <laughs> hey, you got that? Oh, what? You, know, you can't make it out. It's just a bunch of like, hey, and they just shout back and forth, you know. So that's your kind of clue that, okay, they're they're priming us. And then it's like, as soon as it turns 8 o'clock, it's... My wife and I are looking over, what are these fools doing? We look outside and they're tearing up the road that was just paved. No bullshit, two years ago. Oh, wow. Why don't so they, so they we're should... like, why would they do that? So we go down to our local cleaners, Mr. Kim down the street. Sure. Um, and I, I ask him, I'm like, what's going on? Didn't they just pave this road? And he's like, yep. He's like... It's it's the North Beach, uh, it's the Telegraph Hill Dwellers. It's this neighborhood group that pretty much holds sway over my entire neighborhood. And they have like really close connections with City Hall. So whatever they want, they seem to get. Wow. Yeah, no, it's, it, they've got a lot of juice. And so apparently as a favor to, you know, the, the former supervisor, they decided to repave a street that was already paved. And even the workers, because my wife was like, didn't you guys just do this? And they're like, yeah, City Hall tells us to do it. We do it. There's plenty of other roads that need to be paving. And I'm like, tell me about it. Like, you know, go down the, the, to, you know, on any other street and there's potholes everywhere. So, yeah, I want them to take that new street they tore up and just put it around right around the corner here. There's 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 plenty of roads around here that need to be paving. Right? Maybe we can uh, work out a little deal where we uh, we send the jackhammers away from me and towards you. Yeah, great. Because there, there isn't enough echoing around in Beachwood Canyon here. Well, anyway, welcome to the What oh. Do They Said podcast. Uh, how are you, Rob? 
Uh, hey, Jace. Uh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's been really uh, lovely, lovely up here. The weather has turned for the better, which is uh, nice because people go out and it's summer dress season and everybody's got a smile on their face. And uh, it, it, it's nice to be a San Franciscan right now. It is miserable, sucky hot in Los Angeles. Now. And we got that damn Bin Laden. <laughs> yes. And we got that damn Bin Laden. So. There you go. You know what? There's there spontaneous eruptions of patriotism all over L.A. Well, you know what? I was at rehearsal for the band. I was uh, uh, standing in the, the rehearsal room for the kindy rock band, um, and we uh-huh. were plugging things in, and the drummer said, oh, I suppose you guys heard that uh, Bin Laden's been killed. And we were all like, what? Huh? And, uh, you know, we brought it up in the news and whatnot. And I remember everybody was standing there uh, talking about it at some point, and I go, Wow, I can't believe that for the rest of my life, when people ask me, hey, where were you when you heard that bin Laden was killed? I'm going to say I was here. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, that was, uh, it's pretty, it was pretty big news. I, I didn't agree. Well, there's, of course, there was the obligatory 30 minutes of speculation on what the announcement was going to be. Right. Yeah, I missed all of that because I was what, in rehearsal. Well, you're you're lucky because it's just a bunch of. We're gonna cut to you know Andrea Martin now. Well, we think what we're hearing is that there's gonna be an announcement anywhere within the next two to five minutes from the president regarding a major, major accomplishment. Let's go uh, cut to you know uh, John Tom Candy, Brokaw. someone else well, from SCTV, <laughs> Andrea Martin. Well, then no, he gets Tom Brokaw. What oh. we're hearing out of the White House is that in, in about two minutes' time, there's going to be a major announcement. You know, like, all right, let's cut to David Gregory. <laughs> and it was just like more of that for 15 minutes. It was nobody. You know, they they probably even knew what it was, but they couldn't say. And uh, the funny thing was, though, when uh, he president did come on to deliver the announcement, it was right in the middle of Donald Trump's boardroom. Ah, <laughs> that's genius. which I think was strategy. I think there was a you know, somebody was like, "Hey, you know, uh, we wait a few more minutes, we might be able to give it to the old Trumpster." I just think all that funny shit, though, with the, with kids that are like in their early 20s jumping up and down with flags and high-fiving each other saying, we did it, we did it, was really kind of like, really? You were 10 when this happened. Well, you know what? That, you know, that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I didn't, I didn't like that. like saying we got Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I didn't like that any more than I like watching uh, the Middle Easterners burning American flags and jumping and cheering when things happen. You know, what? what is... You know, what is any yeah. different between that? You know, it's not a soccer game. No, no difference. It's, it's a lack of class, my friend. Exactly. And if only America would get that excited about soccer, what a better country we would be. <laughs> Touche. Well, anyway, moving on, since we've been talking for 10 minutes, uh, let's start the show. Do we have any guests coming today? Uh, well, do we have any guests coming today? Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Reba uh, bagged us. Uh, we got a bona fide, bona fide young Hollywood star that's going to be joining us later in the show, Jason. We you do. Know who it is? Uh, can I can I guess? Bona fide young try and guess. stars. You just try and guess, but you're, you're, you're guessing with our guess hasn't been really that 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 good. Uh, I'm going to say we got knowing our track record and who we usually get up against the green wall. Uh, Hollywood young Hollywood star. We got. Um, the Geico Gecko? 
<laughs> uh, we do not. And plus, he would blend right into the green wall, so it would be a hard time finding him. Uh, good point. Uh, then I'm out of guesses. That's my only guess. We have player gymnast extraordinaire on ABC's Make It or Break It, Josie Loren. Josie yes, Loren? Kaylee, Kaylee Cruz? Cruz. What? Absolutely. Wow, that's exciting. I'm excited to talk to her. We're huge Make It or Break It fans. Yeah. We are. We, we are. Although I did, uh, it, I did find myself, I loved Make It or Break It this week. I did find myself walking out of Gossip Girl. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, it was a big grand statement. We were watching it in the living room, and then I just got up, and I shook my head and walked out of the room. And You're then moody. 10 minutes later, Hallie was like, should I be pausing this? And I'm like, I'm never watching this show again. Oh, my. Wow, that's, yeah. uh, th that's an enormous breakup. How did Gossip Girl take it? Um, I don't, you know, I have not heard from, <laughs> I have not heard from the cast, nor uh, shall I. But uh, yeah, I, I may have been, I may be giving up on it. Wow. It's a, big, uh, it's a big news around here, around these parts. What Duvet Said Nation, we need to hear from you about this. Send us an email at whatduvetsaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Or find us on Facebook. Just do a little search uh, What Duvet Said in your Facebook engine. Or call us at... 415-937-0445. That number is live. And it's 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Tell us what you think about Rob no longer watching Gossip Girl. I know. I need some counseling, listeners. Well, maybe we can get genius. Listen up, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's uh, exciting. I can't wait to talk to Josie later on in the program. But first, uh, is there anything else we need to do before we head into the There news? is. There is. Yep, yep. I don't know if you caught this, but last week on our well, – it was probably the week before last because we had a special Snark Tank only episode last week. Yeah, we took a bye. We did. <laughs> we were Jason and I were in Cancun at Senior Frogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a bumper sticker. Yeah, just making sure all the kids were behaving themselves. That's right. Um, at any rate, we were talking about um, strip clubs. Do you remember that in my in San Francisco in my mm, neighborhood, more specifically? Yes. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I remember. I remember it well. Yeah, so we kept referring to the strip, the legendary strip club, um, the O'Farrell Theater, as being run by and owned by the O'Farrell Brothers. Oh, yes, that was my mistake. I, I didn't get much sleep the night before, so pleasantly didn't get much sleep the night before, but still, I was a little groggy. Yeah, that's understandable, man. You know, the Irish, they all look alike. Uh, I. But, uh, yeah, so the O'Farrell brothers, just to kind of clarify, do not own the O'Farrell Theater. It's the Mitchell brothers. The O'Farrell brothers actually – I did a little research to find out who they were. And they were actually a turn-of-the-century Irish dancing duo. Oh. And uh, they – yeah, and, they, and oddly enough, they, they were really instrumental in uh, the wine industry in California. Oh, is that right? Yes, they crossed over sometime around, oh, you know, the, the – early uh, 1900s here when uh, grapes were first being planted and they put their their Irish traditional dancing to great use by stomping the fields of green uh, with their inventive dances and they created Merlot. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. 
So there you go. There's, I think you can find like there's, there's some, uh, you know, newsreel footage of them like dancing to the diddly 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 diddly, and then, sure enough, out of this big huge like oak barrel that they're dancing in comes some of the finest wine, the, the wine California eventually became known for. Well, I feel deeply sorry for sullying their image by tying them to well, okay. live pornography. But that doesn't get us out of the hole. So Reba said that the Mitchell Brothers, the organization, I don't think the Mitchell Brothers are, are left. I think they're no more. Oh, no? Yeah, I think Charlie Sheen killed them or he, you know, played them oh, right, in yeah. a movie. Yeah, that was the movie thus I was killing watching. them in their careers. But uh, yeah, so we have a swag bag for them. And uh, you were kind enough to help me out put this one together. So thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Well, I had some uh, items around the house, which I thought would be perfect for the Mitchell Brothers. That's what I did. I just basically kind of did a little, uh, you know, surveying of my apartment and was looking for things that I have left over from, you know, other th things. Because it's times is tight, Jace. Yeah, well, spring cleaning. And we are we are a uh, we are a, a, a fledgling network, and we uh, sometimes have to resort to uh, what's what's within grasp. So okay. here we go. All right, swag bag. Swag bag. For the Mitchell brothers, For not the, the O'Farrell brothers. Not the O'Farrell brothers, because they don't need any swag. Okay. Yes, got it. Ready? First of all, yes. we are going to give them, in addition to the swag, we are going to give them a roll of Visqueen. Oh, lovely. That's perfect. I can't believe you yeah, had so that. I, I can, that can come in handy in a variety of ways, and I'm sure they'll know exactly where to apply it and uh, just how much of it to use. And how. Uh, we also have some Brasso. <laughs> to keep those stripper poles looking nice and shiny. Lovely, lovely. Um, we found some WDS monogrammed ammunition laying around here. I didn't know we had that, but uh, I know they're big shotgun aficionados, so we figured we'd send them a little extra ammo. Yeah, that's a, that was a that was a poor road we went down, but I'm glad it's come in handy. Yes, and and then uh, this was a really good call on on, on your part because you're you're always uh, you're part of a safety club if I remember correctly. But you, uh, you you suggested we give them some antibiotics, so we found some, and I looked at the expiration date, and we're still within that you know three to six month ballpark. So they, they, they if they if they get to taking it, the antibiotics should work. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that worked out. Uh, uh, but, but there's more. Uh -huh. Oh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of C batteries. Um, I, have you ever been to the Mitchell Brothers? Uh, no, the O'Farrell Theater, no. We went one time, and they have this room called the Copenhagen Live Room. And what it is, it's this uh, room that's just a closed-off area with seating all, all around in like, a, like a, a rectangle. And then in the middle is where the two – there's usually a, two female dancers come out, and they, you know – whatever they uh copulate with each other and all the people surrounding them are, are in a dark room holding these flashlights with this like they almost look like uh sawed off lightsabers uh-huh and they're, they're kind of glowing I, I guess you're meant to use the flashlight to uh illuminate what's going on right in front of you but uh, me, me and my friend Matt found it uh, much more uh, fun because they were playing some sort of like, you know, Pink Floyd type song to do our own version of a Laserium light show on the ceiling while, while the copulating was going on. And these flashlights run on C batteries? I'm guessing. They, it looks like the C. Hey, you, who couldn't use a C battery? Most things run on C batteries, my friend. Okay. Well, uh, good. Good. I hope they have plenty of usage for them. 
I mean, have you seen the size of a vibrator these days? I'm telling you, that, that's not being powered by a double A. All right. No, I agree. Well, hopefully when the apocalypse hits, I will have plenty of flashlights and C batteries. <laughs> exactly. There's a couple more things we're going to do for them because we care. We're going to give them some vanilla-scented votive candles. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, and also, we are going to reroute the busloads of Japanese tourists that drive by uh, Duvet North up here uh, to get a glimpse of the uh, podcasting kitchen. And we are going to send them directly to where they inevitably end up anyway, straight to the O'Farrell Theater. Excellent. So we're, we're doing that at at, at expense to uh, our, our viewers, um, you know, that come to get a look inside. We're just going to direct traffic so that they go right there and then and those those nice people over at the Mitchell Brothers can make money. Good. Wow. This is a, an extravagant swag bag and I hope that it puts us back in their good graces after our flub. Oh, but wait, there's more. We've also had James Cameron do a reprint of their classic movie Behind the Green Door in 3D. <laughs> Great. Wow. <laughs> is there more? <laughs> Well, now, could there be any more? No, that's it. I think, that, I think that's enough. And as always, some moist tellets. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way because I'm ready for some news. I'm, I'm trying to sing softly because my wife hates when I sing the new song, but it's like I have a Pavlovian response to that. I can see that. Maybe it should be your new karaoke number. Huh? I did karaoke last night. We'll get to that later in the show. Okay, because we are uh, here in the news segment. <laughs> All right, I I'm ready. I've got something. This All is right. the science category. Okay. It says semen, nature's antidepressant. This is from the fine people over at Gawker. And uh, apparently... There's been a theory circulating for some time now around the scientific and semen-loving communities, which proposes that the man-made substance can reduce depression. There's a semen-loving community? <laughs> Apparently. And it's not your local uh, longshoreman's you know, hall. <laughs> wow. I, the, I learned so much from this podcast. So how is what, – what, I, I, I hate to ask this – but yes. how do you how do you utilize this fluid as an antidepressant? Well, <laughs> God, I, I was going to say something. I'm, thankfully, I'm not. I'm censoring myself. I'm hitting my own censor button. It seems woman, women, <laughs> woman. Yeah, just women just just always... one woman. Just that one woman who likes it, right? <laughs> uh, they all like it. Um, Women who always had unprotected sex had significantly lower levels of depression symptoms than those who usually are always used condoms, as well as those who abstain from sex. So I guess what they're saying is just the, uh, the release of the semen into the, the wild, as it were, is, is, a, is a good thing for... Uh, God, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that really sounds like, I mean, that sounds like a study a man did, I got to say. I mean, otherwise it would be like, you know, uh, turns out the rubber on condoms actually makes you sad. You know, that's, that sounds like the exact same kind of study. We can't use those. Sorry. You know. 
Well, there's actually another little section here to this story said some other interesting findings about semen. Oh. <laughs> Are you curious? <laughs> yeah, heck, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I, what All right. did I know? All right, well, here it goes. It may promote bonding between the female and her sexual partner, which would work to the male's reproductive advantage. Uh, this is news? This is... <laughs> I guess I guess it, this is news. And then the next one is three compounds in seminal plasma are estrogen, prostaglandins, and oxytocin, all of which have been linked to lower depression levels and an ease of social bonding. Uh, and finally, evidence suggests some women use unprotected sex as a means of self-medicating and that semen withdrawal exists. I've been saying that for years now. People look at me like I'm a crackpot. <laughs> semen withdrawal exists okay. it exists jason it's real okay wow that seems suspiciously like a study the mitchell brothers funded we, we at wds want to be known as the face of semen withdrawal <laughs> yeah exactly we want to we want to be the safe place for all you semen enthusiasts to gather <laughs> discuss your theories oh let us Oh, we get letters. Anything else in the news? Man, of course there is. That was only one story. Oh, well, you know, we didn't even bother to assess that story. Would you think that the uh, antidepressant properties of semen is a... Or not a... Well, Jason, considering I've been like the John the Baptist of, of promoting uh, the, the benefits of semen, of avoiding semen withdrawal... I, this is not A for me. That is an unfortunate analogy to put John the Baptist and semen in the same sentence because the mental picture that I'm created. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's probably, uh, well, you know, weren't most of the, 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 the disciples uh, fishermen? <laughs> I'm just thinking of baptizing in semen. <laughs> oh, Lord. So there you go. That's the that's and that's only the first news story. Hard to believe that Josie Loren needs to wait through this. <laughs> oh, good God! Here's a good one. This actually pertains to my neck of the woods, the Bay Area, or as we, as we like to call it, the Yay Area. <laughs> people say that about the Bay Area. <laughs> this people does right here. Yeah, that's, I, I smell another Journey reunion coming, so they can sing that song mm. about the Yay Area. Hey, let me ask you a question. Let's just work under the um, the assumption that both you and I should not be singing Journey songs at karaoke because it's really impossible unless you've been uh, neutered. Understood. Yes, I agree. But if you were to sing a Journey song, which one would it be, Jace? Without question? Without yes, hesitation? without question. Without hesitation. Love and touch and squeezing. Ooh, nice one. Very nice. There you go. There you go. What about you? Mine would be Stone and Love. Oh, Stone and Love's a good one too. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I always okay. go for the the crowd pleasers and I think I could get a room full of people na 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 eyeing along with me and, and with the, Oh absolutely. Yeah. If, but, if anybody if any if anybody could get a room full of people to gnaw, it's you. <laughs> That's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> How about this? Goose poop flap rages on in peninsula cities. <laughs> well, of course it does. I'm already enraged by it. <laughs> uh, in the battle of man versus goose, 
Things are not looking so hot for ma'am lately. For years, peninsula cities have waged war on the Canada goose, Canada, Canada geese I that's called Kenyatta. their waterfront park homes. <laughs> the Kenyatta geese <laughs> that call their waterfront parks home, or more specifically, on their sanitation habits. The feathered frenemies, many of which have stopped migrating entirely and instead moved permanently to the suburbs. God, so many people do that nowadays aren't particularly conscientious about where they leave their droppings. So these, I'm just going to stop reading this story now because, again, this is man being annoyed about the fact that geese poop and sometimes poop in inconvenient locations for them. Yeah, so I we thought you told me Round that. up all the geese! <laughs> right, exactly. We should put a big fence in the air to keep the geese <laughs> from flying over us. Oh, man. It's like every time – I don't know if this happens to you down in L.A. I'm sure where you're at, too, you get encounters with critters, right? Oh, yeah. I get coyotes. I keep trying to capture them recording uh, coyotes howling in the mountains. One will wow, get a kill cool. and start to howl, and then all around you can hear them returning the call. It's like Twilight Bark in 101 Dalmatians. They all bark along with it, and then they, you know, then they, they go to where the kill is. It's, it's, it's really uh, ominous. So – when this happens or when there is a human encounter with like a coyote or here, it always seems to be a puma. You know, there's always a puma sighting somewhere out there in like pumas, pumas in the crevices. <laughs> and I mean, the reaction is always like to blame the puma, even though, I mean, Christ, we, we've developed right into the, the you know, it's we've developed housing right into their natural habitat. How is it their fault? What did yeah, they do? I know. It's like complaining about Indian spirits poltergeisting your house when you build over an ancient Indian burial ground. That is exactly what it's like, Jason. I'm so glad you used that as an example. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, well, I was going nowhere with my Smothers Brothers reference a little earlier there because I don't think anyone knows boil, the boil that cabbage down routine. Come on. No. That's, that's because mom always liked you better. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Um, we don't get geese down here. Do you get geese there in the city? No, you just get uh, what walruses and uh, and no, we get seals? worse than geese. We get seagulls, which are intimidating creatures with a, 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 a like a velociraptor's wingspan or whatever. What a velociraptor's wingspan! They're huge. Have you ever seen the eagle, the uh, seagulls in San Francisco? No, but I, I fear the flying velociraptor now. <laughs> oh my god! So I was walking towards City Hall to get my hair cut the other day and literally from the corner of my eye I saw like a like just it was almost as if somebody threw a bunch of like white glue at me. Oh what and it was bird crap. And part of me knows that if you get shit on by a bird, that's good luck. I think I believe the O'Farrell brothers could speak to that. Um it's an Irish folklore. Aye. Um, and then the other part of me was like, I don't want to be shit on by a bird. So I kind of <laughs> half, I, I half ended it because I wanted the luck, but I didn't want to really have to commit to the full experience. And so I saw the corner of my eye, like it was literally like somebody was throwing something at me and I stopped myself. And then as it was coming in, I just kind of stuck out my leg a little bit and just kind of nipped me on like the inner thigh and got part of my other shoe. Oh, so your your leg, you've got good luck coming to your leg. I can't stop my leg. You got that coming for you now? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I figured, does it count? I mean, or, or do I have to just, like, you know, bathe in it? 
Yeah, I don't know. Was it seagull shit? <laughs> I'm guessing. It was either pigeon or seagull. Those are the two likely suspects. Well, you know, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I guess this is not a for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Anything else <laughs> to cover in this week? I don't know, man. I can't believe we've just been talking about, uh, you know, goose droppings for the last uh, however long. But, you know. It's interesting. Oh, well, well, let's do let's do another couple. Uh, I'm going to do one. I'm going to quiz you on one. But first, I got to get – this is just too good to pass up. When I saw this one, Jace, it's, it was right in our wheelhouse. Okay. Again, this is from our, the fine people at uh, Gawker, and it's uh, under the drugs category. And it, the title is Cross-Dressing Man High on Bath Salts Kills Neighbor's Goat. Uh, is this a game? Am I, is this, are we going to play the game with this one? It's, we're going to play the game with this one. This is the, the name, the state, the crime, the game with the name, the state, the crime happened in. Okay, yeah. okay. So there's bath salts, there's goats, and what, what was he high? Oh, he was high on bath salts. He, cross, he's a cross-dressing man, high on bath salts. How do you get high on bath salts? It just doesn't seem positive. Like, I could see you like being poisoned by inhaling bath salts. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, clearly, I am not using bath salts correctly. Um, and the last, he killed his neighbor's goat. And he killed his neighbor's goat. I'm going to say this happened in Florida. Wow, you're close. The other Florida, just a little north, West Virginia, Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, damn it. I hate losing this game. It ruins my whole day. Damn it, Rob. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't do this game to you. Because there's, you know, you have what, like a one in, if, are we counting the territories, a one in 52 chance? Yeah, yeah. I think we got to count the territories since they made quarters out of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he'd been high on bath salts for three days. Three days? That's some killer yeah. bath salt. <laughs> yeah, right? More bang for your buck. I, I wonder, I mean, are these bath salts that you can just commonly find at, uh, you know, your local Bed Bath & Beyond or something? Yeah, I think they're in the Beyond section. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so he was found wandering around the woods in a bra and panties covered in the blood of his neighbor's pygmy goat. My God. Wow, that doesn't sound like a good trip at all. I don't think bath salts are quite what I want to be doing. No, no. I'm going to say that this is a... Yeah, the blood of a pygmy goat. Hmm, maybe we should get some of that to put in a swag bag in the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Charlie Sheen has his tiger blood. Maybe we could have pygmy goat blood. <laughs> With the WDS monogram. Anything else in the news, or can we finally get to the Josie Loren interview? <laughs> yeah, well, let's, uh, let me just ask you one more. Maybe Josie would know the answer to this question, too. So this is just a quiz, Jace. Okay. So I want to see. This is uh, out of the LA Times. Okay. Do we need, I'm just is... kind of looking around for stuff. Okay. And basically, uh, do you know how many neighborhoods, you know, considered distinct different neighborhoods there are in, uh, in L.A. County? Oh, wow. There's a lot of them. Yeah. And they all have little uh, signs hanging up. Like they say you're entering Windsor Square or you're entering mm-hmm. you know, Hollywoodland. You know, the Hollywoodland technically starts a couple streets up from me. I'm not in Hollywoodland pro- proper. I'm, I'm in Beechwood Canyon. Um, I'm going to say uh, in the hundreds. I'm going to guess... 102. Not bad. Very uh, very good. 87 is what they're listing. How is that good then? 
I'm wrong. <laughs> well, you know, you were close. You said 102. You were within uh, what, 15. You know, I, on a complete tangent, I, I when I walked down to, I was down in Hollywood the other day. Uh, uh-huh. And, um, you know, the Walk of Fame is right there on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, and I saw, I, there's so many stars of people that I don't know. Um, and I walked by one, the guy's name was King Baggett. Spelled exactly the way you think <laughs> King Baggett would be spelled. I do not know. Uh, maybe we should send him a swag bag. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, well, that couldn't even bother to be a shocker or not shocker. You know, that's interesting that um, uh, it's interesting that I went to Hollywood. You know why? Why? Because it brings up uh, an interesting story about our sponsor, Audible. Do you want to hear about it? Ooh. <laughs> When I think of hearing things, I think of Audible.com. Audible.com is offering devoted What Do They Said podcast listeners a free audiobook download and a free 14-day trial of Audible.com so you can check out their service. You know, Rob, my local bookstore down the street, it's a major, major bookstore chain, and it's been going out of business for like a month now. Okay. And I popped down there to get a radically reduced-priced copy of Tina Fey's new book, Bossy Pants, Mm -hmm. right? I went down there, and while they had a lot of good books, I actually ended up getting Star Island by uh, Carl Heisen. Uh, they did not have Tina Fey's book, and you know how that is when you have like your mind set on something, and you, you like you, you totally want to get it, and you feel like you've already got it, and then you get to the store, and it's not there. Okay, I got you. So right there, uh, right from my iPhone, I logged on to Audible, and I got Bossy Pants as an audio download. Yes. Uh, she reads it herself. It's, uh, it's Tina Fey, Tina Fey reading Tina Fey's book, uh, Unabridged. Uh, they have it on Audible, and I'm loving it, and you can get it yourself for free. How? You can go to the web, visit www.audibletrial.com WDS. That's audibletrial.com WDS, like what do they said. That way they know you're coming from us, and you get your special WDS offer. And then you can try them free for uh, 14 days, see if you like them, see how their system works. I, um, I got not only bossy pants. Uh, but I also downloaded Star Island because um, even though I have the actual hardcover, which I like, I read, you know, in my bed at night before I go to sleep. Um, I also like to listen to the book when I'm out walking the dog or when I'm driving. You know, but maybe I'm just weird that way. Are you? Try it out. www.audibletrial.com/wds. Go get Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. It's great. You know, as I sit here, um, an excellent spot. Audible.com. Do go use them because they're, they're great. We love them. We use them all the time. Um, as I sit here and look out my window, there's all the trees, and I've noticed that now, um, over the last several minutes, the trees have been populated by seagulls that are staring in ominously, looking at me. Oh, it's like the birds. Did you know that the birds, you know that movie, The Birds, the Alfred Hitchcock classic? I, oh, yeah. It was shot here, uh, up here. I am one of the, um, I think it was over across in Marin there. Bodega Bay. Bodega Bay, Yes. Yes, but the you know the birds just kind of ends. I don't know if you remember, but it just sort of ends. They drive away and it ends. Um, the, yeah, they they drive away, leaving all the birds still kind of ruling the roost. To yeah, well, continue the, a bad metaphor. The original ending of the birds was that they drove, they escaped to San Francisco, and they drive to San Francisco. And the original ending was that when they get to San Francisco, they pull around the corner, and the entire Golden Gate Bridge is covered with birds, and that's how it ends. Oh, that's awesome! That yeah. would be great. Yeah, but it was deemed too bleak, so they didn't do that. Huh, wow. Well, I can see that being a bit bleak. Could you imagine those those poor overworked bridge painters? 
<laughs> with all that bird shit on it. Hey, speaking of bleak and bird shit, how about we talk to our guest? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't supposed to happen like this, Josie. <laughs> we are huge, huge fans of the Make It or Break It television show, in case you hadn't noticed. So Rob, why don't you do us the honors by welcoming... I cannot uh, wait to chat with our next guest. She plays Kaylee Cruz on ABC Family's Make It or Break It. She is Josie Loren, and she can do a full Arabian with a half twist. <laughs> Isn't that right? Hello. Hi, Josie. Hi, guys. Good morning. Hey, look at this. It's, it's Kaylee Cruz herself. Hello, Josie. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We couldn't be more thrilled to have you here. And it it, 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 it might be a little difficult because we just might be speechless the whole time. But we're going to try to muddle through, okay? That wouldn't be much of an interview if you guys are speechless. Well, we're hoping that you do a lot of talking. I'll do my best. All right. Very good. One of the things, we're just going to jump right in here. One of the things that we love so much about Miobi, is that how you say it? Mio, yeah, actually, that is how we say it. Make it or break it is just a forever long name. Miobi is a lot cleaner, easier. Okay, good. See, we're hip. Absolutely. I mean, we're we're hip. We're in the know. I mean, I, I believe me. At first, I kind of mistook that for a uh, a Japanese sushi restaurant that hadn't opened up yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I often am looking in the phone book for Miyobi, and then I go, "What do I have a phone book for?" <laughs> Nobody uses a phone book anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Anyway, uh, one of the things we love about it is that it show it, it really shows the kind of trappings of celebrity of being an ordinary person who's doing a job every single day, and then all of a sudden having to be out. At you know, at a par at a party at a hotel in Paris and trying to avoid the paparazzi, or having to swim across a freezing cold lake to yeah. escape the cops. So, as as an actual young actress out in the public eye, do, how much of that do you feel is accurate to your personal life? Um, I think it depends where I am. Obviously, Miobi <laughs> targets a very specific demographic. You know, like the teeny boppers. Um, so, if I'm out in LA at night at some lounge. I'm not going to be hounded by um, by fans. But if I'm at Disney World or if I'm home in Miami and I take my niece and my nephew out um, to the park or I go, my mom's a teacher, I go visit her middle school, places like that, um, I know that I'm going to get a lot of attention. Uh, and yeah, I, I get that same kind of Kaylee Cruz vibe when I go out. But to those specific places. Does it come as a surprise to you, or are you excited by it? What's it What's it like being a, a young celebrity? <laughs> um, it It's very flattering. Um, it's always kind of surprising. I, I still haven't gotten used to it yet. Uh, I think it's amazing that people watch the show and and are so moved by it and and appreciate uh, me and my cast and and the show that we make. Um, so I'm very grateful for it. It definitely doesn't bother me. Um, usually people are so respectful and so nice and just, just want to say thank you uh, for, for being part of this show. So, I, I mean, I, I like it, and, and it definitely, if you see me out on the street, please stop and say hello. So you're not in any danger of being caught, you know, doing cocaine off of the back of a stripper or anything like that? <laughs> I'm not touching that one, Jace. Well, no, God, I won't even joke about that. No, Um no, I'm not worried about being caught doing anything wrong. I mean, I'm 24, so if you catch me with a glass of wine in my hand, it's legal. Uh, other than that, you're not going to see too much excitement. <laughs> anything that you might want to take a picture of and sell to the paparazzi of Josie doing something wrong. 
sorry. You're not going to see that with me. Okay, good. Josie, on the show, there seems to be a budding romance around, uh, you know, every apparatus. And I'm just curious, is, is that, you know, does that spill over into uh, the real life when you guys spend so much time together shooting or are all the guys gay? <laughs> no, actually, none of the guys are gay. Um, they're great, masculine, awesome guys. But, um, no, there's only... Uh, I can't really... Well, I mean, she's made it pretty clear. There's one relationship on the show that, that takes place off the show. Uh, but other than that, we've... In our show, unlike most of the shows that I hear about, we don't really have an incestuous cast. Um, we we just kind of... We're, we remain friends. And, yeah, there'll be, like, some friendly flirting on set, but it's more... It's just... It's all camaraderie. Um and a lot of the guys on the set are my actual friends. Um, but there is one girl that's dating one boy. Right. Well, I think, you know, we can leave that to the those paparazzi people who are trying to get these pictures of you. We don't need to divulge that here no, on our show. No, I mean, you can, the people who follow us on Twitter can guess who it is. Like, she's not secretive about it, but I probably shouldn't mention it in an interview. Oh, well, I know who it is. But oh, okay. I, you know, well, hey. there you go. So you're all friends. Do you guys, I mean, are these your close friends or do you have like another group of friends and these are your show friends kind of thing? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I think in my life period, I just have like a lot of different groups of friends. Like I went to UCLA, so I have a lot of friends that went to UCLA. I have a lot of friends from the show. Um, I have friends back in Miami. Uh, so I just have a lot of different groups of friends, but um a lot of the girls on the show have become my really close friends, especially uh, the gymnast, actually, and Cassie especially. Like, I went, I just went to Vegas with Cassie's whole family for her 21st birthday and had, like, an awesome time. Um, so we've established some, like, really awesome relationships, and it makes work a lot of fun. I went to UCLA. What did you study at UCLA? I finished officially on March 18th, and I got my – Masters as a mass media communications major and a Spanish minor. So I walk in June. Wow! Congratulations, go Bruins! Thank you. It only took me six years. <laughs> I, I, I was a super super senior. It was so funny because I'd go back to school and uh, guys would hit on me and they'd be like, "Oh, so what? You're a freshman?" I'm like, "Oh, sweetie, I'm like four years older than you." <laughs> <laughs> well, you play, you know, a 16-year-old on TV, right? Yeah. How long? How, how many yeah. years have you been 16 on this show? I've been 16 for two and a half years now. Yeah, yeah, go figure. And I just played a 17-year-old on Drop Dead Diva. So the day that I play my own age, I think pigs will fly. Okay, well, I'll keep an eye out for that. Maybe there'll be a Pink Floyd album that comes out corresponding with it. <laughs> I would imagine that, like most up-and-coming actresses, uh, a background in gymnastics is necessary in Hollywood. Uh, do you have a background in gymnastics? You know, I do. I, um, when I was younger, I did gymnastics, um, and I was only good at the floor. I was terrible at everything else. Um, so I became an all-star cheerleader, and I was just a tumbler um, for this all-star squad in Miami called Top Gun, which is, I mean, if you're a cheerleader, you know Top Gun. And I, uh, I quit when I was in seventh grade and because um, I went to a magnet school for theater, which takes up all of your time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely know how to do some basic things still, but they don't let you do that on set because it's a liability. And they, if you get hurt, it kind of ruins 
the script and they have to go back and do rewrites and whatnot. Um, so what we're allowed to do is very, very minimal. But you, I, you do do a bit of the floor exercises, though, the, the dancing and the primping. Well, we do all of the dancing. We learn all of the, the floor routines, the beam routines. That's us doing all of those dancing moves. And I actually, I saw uh, the last episode of, of these 10, of this second season, and um, Cassie Scarbo does a great job on the beam. And that whole beginning portion where she jumps on the beam into a split, that's Cassie. Wow. Um, yeah, and my floor routine, for the most part, um, other than the tumbling passes, that's me. All of the dancing, that's me. Um, and then I'll do, I'll just do into the pass. I'll do the run round off into into it. Um, but other than that, it's it's the stunt double that does all the passes. So how long can you stand uh, on a handstand on top of a beer keg? <laughs> Not long at all. <laughs> if you hold me up there, I can be there forever. Okay, well, we'll get to work on that. We'll have our, our listeners call in to see if anybody wants to do that. Oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. So your character hasn't been in The Rock for some time. Um, a question for you is, Are do you prefer going to work in a leotard, or do you prefer the singing the songs with the Damon? Um, well, now that I'm with you, and I'm being interviewed, I can say right now, I hate to sing. I hate it with a passion. Um, I was always just very self-conscious about my voice. Like, I knew I can carry a tune, but I would get so embarrassed to sing in front of people. Like, when I heard that I had to sing for these episodes, I literally went up to Holly and practically cried. I was like, you can't make me do this. This is the worst thing ever. And it was basically like, Josie, get over it. You're going to do it. So um, I was very against it at first, but I did most of my singing in a studio environment. Um, so it was only a few people there, which made it a lot more comfortable for me. And by the end of it, I actually really started to to like it. I can never sing. I mean, mind you, I grew up in musical theater, so I sang all my life in front of people. But it was something that I would have to like mentally prepare for. Um, so I would do it again in a studio environment. I don't really like to perform in front of people, but by the end of it, I was like, I don't mind going at all to sing at work every day in normal clothing. This is kind of awesome. Favorite karaoke song? Uh, well, karaoke's different. It's a different environment. People are singing with you. There's usually drinks involved. By the time, if you have me singing karaoke, I'm having a really good time and I could care less. But I do have a karaoke song, and it's Garth Brooks' Friends in Low Places. Best karaoke oh, I, song. Oh, I don't know that. How does that go? Can you sing a little bit for me? <laughs> no. It's a country song. Like, every country music person knows that song. Oh, nice wow. try, Jace. I think uh, Jace might be a little too smart for your shenanigans. I try. You tell me not to sing when I try to sing. What makes you think you're going to get her to sing? <laughs> well, I thought, maybe we could sing. Do you want to sing? Josie, if we sing, will you sing? No, probably not. I mean, um, if I was having mimosas, yeah, but I'm not. Oh, well, well, we'll have those shipped over. We'll have Reba send some over to you. That and the person who can hold you on the cake stand. We're, we're aims to please here at what wow, the said. Wow, I can do interviews with you all day, every day. Yeah, well, we'd love that. <laughs> Our conversation with Holly was interesting because she kind of let us know that there's not a, a huge budget for the show. So I'm guessing there was no uh, CGI going on with, with you in the mirror there. Right. 
Yeah. So do you, as an actress and someone who's in the public eye and needing to look a certain way, feel the pressure that you that you can tap into as Kaylee to maintain a certain body image? Well, I mean, yeah. Being in Hollywood, you kind of have that pressure um, to look thin and, and be fit. Uh, and honestly, like, the camera really does add 10 pounds. That's not actors kind of whining. It, it really does, <laughs> which I didn't really believe until I saw it. I'm like, wait, what happened to me? That's not how I really looked. So, yeah, I definitely feel that pressure. I thank God that I've never felt it to the point where, where I thought that I had to put my health in danger for this at all. I'm, I, I know that when I moved out to L.A. five, six years ago, I was about 10 pounds heavier, um, and I lost weight just because I saw everything that was around me, and I lost weight in a very healthy way. I was just, I cut out, I have a terrible sweet tooth, so I tried to minimize my sweet intake, and I exercised a lot, so I never, I never starved myself, I, God, I never was bulimic, I've never even tried that, um, I did it very healthy, and I, and I stopped when I thought that I, I needed to stop, and even if I do see myself on camera now, and I'm like, oh, I still kind of look a little heavy, the camera adds that, and I know that, and I'm not going to push my body to limits that I know that it it would be dangerous for me to go. So I I could understand where Kaylee was going, where she was coming from. And like I said, we have stunt doubles on our show. And just talking to them and seeing what their lives were like as these uh, all-star world athletes, um, I got a lot more insight into the world of gymnastics and the pressures that they felt. Um, so that helped a lot. And unfortunately, like I've had many friends that have battled with, with eating disorders and, and I've seen what it does to them and I see how it kind of plays with their psyche. So I had a lot to pull from when it came to that. And even though there was no CGI done, they did a lot uh, in terms of makeup like, they, they literally put makeup on my stomach to, like, accentuate my ribs. Um, and also lighting. The lighting helped a lot. So that wasn't just me. <laughs> Jason, as you know, the, what we are known for here at WDS is our, our tough, hard line of questioning. And uh, we spare no one. So we are not going to spare you either, Josie. No, 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 no. This is these are five fun questions. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is important because we have to. This is actually the tr you have to absolutely tell the truth here. There's no thinking. There's no monitoring. Just just like the first thing that pops in your mind, the absolute truth. Exactly. Our our version of waterboarding. I'm a little nervous, you guys. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite cheese? A uh, Havarti. Ever have a case of the twisties? No. Beverly Hills 90210 or Gossip Girl? Gossip Girl. And now if I can get you to assign a type of dog to Carter, Austin, and Damon. Um, Carter will get a Collie. Austin will get a Bulldog. And then who's the other one? Damon. Um, Damon will get a Lab. <laughs> okay. And finally, did the Rock Girls ever consider forming a band and challenging Nervous Energy or Razor and the Razorettes to a battle of the bands, including not only technical but artistic merit as considerations? 
Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So great. Uh, what's next for you? Do we? Uh, there's uh, seems to be some uh, wonder in the air if Make It or Break It will be coming back for another season. Do you have any ideas about that? Unfortunately, no. I wish I had something to say about that. We've been um, we've been waiting, um, but. And, and the ratings are doing really, really great, so that's a good sign, but we still don't have word. And I'm kind of stuck because I'm only allowed to do three guest stars per hiatus. And I've done my three guest stars, and I shot a short film. So now I'm kind of stuck until ABC Family makes a decision. So if ABC Family is listening, please make a decision. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting dilemma, right? Because when you get these opportunities and these offers, it's uh, got to be a bit gut-wrenching. And you love the show that you're on, obviously, but you got to be thinking about the next gig. Is that correct? What happens? Uh, well, we call ABC Family and we're like, listen, this is not cool. We have this offer. You need to make a decision. But honestly, like, I couldn't do it. Right. I'm un un wow. I'm, unfortunately, I'm under contract, which is why I, I, I'm kind of stuck and, and can't work at the moment because I did my three guest stars, which is great. But now I'm like, well, okay, ABC, come on. You're only as good as your next gig. We know this on this show. Well, we're going to do everything we can to get Mio be picked up for the next season, especially because we're dying to find out what happens to the girls as the Olympics roll around. Well, thank you so much. Um, your support means a lot to us, so we really appreciate you guys. Anyone that's listened to this show knows that I have been firmly in Team Payson's camp, oh. uh, but that does not in any way uh, diminish my love for Kaylee Cruz and the fine work that you do. And I know that my partner, Jason, is... Uh, Jace, your allegiance lies where? I am Team Kaylee all the way. <laughs> Thank you, Team K I promise you, she won't disappoint um, this season. She's gonna well, be good. Awesome. I, I, it better be. I've been waiting. I've, I, was, I was, you know, rooting and rooting and so excited all season long that I'm like, Kaylee, what's going on with you? No! I know. You know, I saw the last episode... And I tweeted about it because I, I had to do an interview for it. I had to answer some questions for it. And I felt like such an idiot alone in my room, literally crying for an hour. It was my favorite episode to date. It was so beautiful and touching and moving and exciting. Um, I'm, I'm so excited for it to come out and for people to see it. I think everyone is just going to really, really love it. And how can people see you? Um, on Mondays at 9 o'clock on ABC Family. Goodbye, Josie. Thank you so much for doing the show, for coming on. And uh, best of luck with the rest of the season, with it getting picked up, and everything that you're involved in. We are truly fans, and we, we are going to accost people on the street and make them uh, acquire Nielsen boxes so that this show stays on, because we will have nothing else to do with our lives if it's not on. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Really, like what you've done for Make It or Break It is really incredible. We, we couldn't be more grateful. So my pleasure for sure. Great. Thanks, Josie. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wow. What a sweetie, huh? Yeah, very sweet. And, and the, thing, the thing I love about the show is uh, the, 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 the acting, the women who act in the main roles are, uh, you know, you root for them. And you want you want them 
to succeed because you there's a sweetness and she embodies that sweetness and that's why we love the show so dearly and then we make fun because we love right yeah yeah so be sure to check out our recaps every week on the what do they said blog uh we watch the show we write about it uh and that's what she was referring to about our support of the show which is very exciting that she recognizes that uh yeah. big uh big shockers in this week's episode <gasps> do you think we're we've seen the m of emily kometka rob you know it was interesting because as she kind of uh was pulling away off, you know, in the, the the fading of the Colorado sign and the poison video that was happening in the the mirror of the bus. Yeah. Um, I was like, really, is it, is it gonna kind of end? It felt, didn't it feel a little sort of rushed or anticlimactic to you? Uh, that she kind of up and left and went out the door. Yeah, yeah. Like it felt like if if that was. The end of her character on the show, it, it didn't feel like the loose end was tied up enough for me. Yeah, well, then maybe it's not the end of her character. I, I'm just assuming it really felt like a goodbye. And just knowing, um, you know, the, the like uh, Josie said in the interview, we follow uh, all the all the actresses on Twitter. So we know about the real people's personal lives. So in, in real life, Chelsea Hobbs, who plays Emily, is is pregnant. She just had her baby. So um, congratulations. Yes, congratulations, Chelsea. We love you. We want you on the show. Come on, Josie came on the show. Why don't you come on the show? Um, uh, so, you know, I just wonder if that means she's off and is she going to come back with a baby in the future? I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's planning on coming back, but I don't know. Uh, it's, uh, maybe it's not Damon's. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Satan's. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a hard sell. To get Chelsea Hobbs to come come on the show after we've probably devoted thirty minutes of it talking about goose dropping. <laughs> well, I don't know. We don't really know what she's into. She doesn't mention goose droppings that she dislikes goose droppings on her Twitter feed. So. No, that's kind of one of those things you really never know where a person stands on until you've actually had a chance to confront them. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's got updating their Facebook status about this. Repost this if you. <laughs> feel strongly about goose dropping that's what upsets me about facebook man you only get the good you never get the bad you never get the you know man my community is riddled by goose dropping <laughs> well speaking of communities and goose droppings uh we did have an episode of survivor and we did an episode of the amazing race this week even though it was preempted by the news of bin laden so why don't we do a little round table of that right quickly and then get the hell out of here since we're uh you know since we're all right, perfect. Okay. Um, I am going to go on record as saying I enjoyed um, The Amazing Race a lot because, A, my Globies took first. I love the Globetrotters. Yeah. B, finally, that annoying goth uh, – I, I can't even say they're a couple. I don't The believe. goth um, best friends um, were eliminated, thank God. And it was Karma – Big Easy was right. Karma getcha. Yeah, let me ask you something about your Globies, though. Just a, a, a puzzle that I have about it. Okay. What is up with the reappearing and disappearing Band-Aid on the top of uh, of his head? I don't know if it's Flight Time or Big Easy. I think it's Big Easy. It is Big Easy. Um, I just assumed that he whacked his head because he's tall and that, that Band-Aid was, uh, you know, necessary. But I haven't noticed. Has it been popping? Um, it's been – because for a while there, there was a rapper named Nelly who was, wore a, a Band-Aid like under his eye and it was purely an accessory. 
I thought it would be because he shaves his head and he nicks his head. I thought, oh, I yes, that could be it. Good, good, good thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I just notice it. I notice it in the confessionals when they sit and talk one-on-one with the camera and then when they're out running the race. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't see it. But he, uh, he got testy there uh, with uh, in the yeah. kitchen there. And was it just me or was Kent being a little racist? Uh, Yeah, well, let's just say that... Uh... I can't. I, there's no redeeming qualities to Kent for me. No, not at all. Uh, he's such a oh, yeah. Okay. His um, his and plus the, the fact that he's like just so whiny, and then he's you know got more. And that girl would be his his friend would be so much hotter if she just lost the bullring. Yeah, and, and quit trying so hard to to be like you know this different this vixen that she's trying to be yeah 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 she clearly had some body image trouble when she was younger and is trying to overcompensate for it you know which she would be a a cute girl with a darling figure if she would just uh you know get away from putting uh, glitter on herself and putting glitter on him like (laughs) it's like I mean, that's the, I, that would be a deal breaker for, for me and my wife is if I had to, you know, could you touch up? Could you give me smoky eyes before we go out tonight? <laughs> so there's only one episode of the race left. Who do you think is going to win or do you have a pick? Um, you know, I am rooting for the Globetrotters. Um, I would be happy if the sisters won as well. I like the way they've been playing the game this this time around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big Zev and uh, Je- what's it? Zev and Jed? I think it's Justin. Ah, okay, Justin and Zev. Yeah, uh, they, they kind of bother me a little. He, Justin doesn't. Zev does. Um, and uh, well, the God Squad's still in it, so we'll just see if Jesus is really paying attention. <laughs> it's a good test, exactly. It's a referendum on on the existence of God. <laughs> Stay tuned for the big finale. <laughs> and Survivor. Survivor. Uh, wow. That, that Mariano kid can play can play the game of Survivor. He can flat out play. You know, what really surprised me about uh, this past episode of Survivor is that I always sort of look at, at, at Rob as sort of a, a TV kind of reality TV sort of celebrity wannabe just in mm-hmm. it for the fame kind of thing. Um, okay, okay. And then he, he said, and he actually almost came to tears. He's like, I've been trying to win Survivor for 10 years now. It's it's really, I mean, it really sort of struck me that, wow, he really does want to win Survivor, you know? Yeah. Like it, it matters. And, I him. mean, in, increasingly, it's more difficult for him because the higher his profile is, the larger the target on his back, you know? Yeah, well, what do you think about all this Redemption Island jury, Zapatera teams, vote-giving, spite? I mean, what I believe is going to happen, uh, as is oh, happens every single season, is what's going to happen mm-hmm. is Rob's going to play the hardest game ever. He's going to win the hardest. He's going to be sitting between Philip and Natalie or Ashley. You know, One or the other mm-hmm. of the two is going to be left, and they're going to give the million to the girl. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen because it's no longer than about, you know, who played best. It's really about uh, he doesn't need a million dollars. Yeah, but that seems to be how survivors played. That really is the game over and over and over again. They give it to they they don't award the the winner. They they punish the person who played the hardest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um I hope not. I mean, I'd like to see the one who played the best win. That's that's how I evaluate the game. Yeah. 
so in general, as a full Monty, no, as sort of a, a generic mm -hmm. expression about the the reality TV, are you feeling like you're going to watch either of these shows next season? It's hard. I, I'm really trying to transition uh, into being um, using th this valuable time uh, for for good and not evil. And I feel like my TV shows are starting to take over my world. Well, you know, I started watching The Celebrity Apprentice this season just because I think it, it so happened that I was sitting there right as it was starting. And I went, oh, I'll watch it. I like The mm -hmm. Celebrity Apprentice. And I got sucked into it. And I said, well, I'll watch this. And I set my TiVo for the next week. And I started watching the next week's episode. And then I set the TiVo for the next week's episode. And it sat on my TiVo for a couple days. And I, I went, uh -huh. I'm, I'm not going to watch this. I, I, and it was hard. It was actually a, a decision to go, oh. Uh, all right, I'm not going to do it. And I raced it, and I cut off my season pass, and I didn't watch The Celebrity Apprentice this season, and I don't miss it. I it would take a lot, a whole lot of bath salts to get me to invest into Donald now. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, but that aside from the fact that it's a Donald Trump show, I feel like if I wasn't watching Survivor or if I wasn't watching The Amazing Race, I would get along mm -hmm. just fine. You know, I think I've seen enough you would. of them now. No, I agree. We we you, we should have a uh, maybe a, a support group for recovering reality show uh, and you know addictions because we've been invested in the reality show community now, JC, you and I for probably a decade. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time for me to wash the palate clean and look into something else like semen lovers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll have to find something else to talk about on The Tank every week. I'm sure we can find something to talk about, uh, like oh, yeah. what your what your weekend looks like. What's going on with you, Rob? Uh, let's see, this weekend. Uh, last night, saw a really great show. Um, Jay Maskus, Dinosaur Jr., you familiar? You savvy? Uh, I remember Dinosaur Jr., yeah. It, it was actually a great... It's just him doing with an acoustic guitar, and it exceeded my expectations tenfold it was such a great show so i'm still on the high from that i did a little karaoke to celebrate did a mean version of toto's hold the line oh that's a good one it is a good one um so yeah so i'm, I'm really looking forward to doing nothing tonight friday a friend is having a uh an art show so we're gonna go check out the art show Let's throw a little support and uh saturday we're scheduled to see a guy named charles bradley who's supposedly like a james brown kind of performer you know he's a uh, He's got to be in his 60s, and apparently he puts on a hell of a show. I know very little about him other than a good friend recommended that I go see him. And Hallie and I got tickets, and then the show sold out. And we've yet to – like I've been so busy. I've yet to investigate what this person actually sounds like. So I'm going to try and do that later today, I think. Oh, it might be kind of fun just to show up and see it. You know, I was thinking – that's funny you say that because I was thinking about doing that, like not preparing at all and just going in, walking in cold. And, and it's been a while since I've done something like that. Oh, I recommend that. I think that might be okay. that might be fun. I I watched that Done. movie. Um, what the heck was that? Uh, Jeff Bridges won the Academy Award. He played an old. Oh, uh, was it not Crazy Heart? That's the Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, no, oh, that's no. Country Strong. No, you're right. It is Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. Yeah. Yeah, and just watching a guy who was you know spectacular and then just got on an age and played at little clubs and was still amazing uh -huh. it just made me think wow i should really look in the weekly every week to see what kind of old school people are just out playing little clubs because i'm sure they're just amazing you know musicians just get oh, better yeah. with age you know 
I, I, absolutely. And I'm know. sure in LA you know. specifically, you know. you're going to find a lot of those people, you know, yeah. like that have just been living in LA for forever and they got like a weekly gig somewhere. I remember in New York, you know, there'd be a few, few people that played like every week, you know, there'd be somebody amazing that you like, oh, really? You know, like I should go see that. So I, I, I'm a big believer in, in doing that, Jace. You, you'd love it. All right. I'm going to try to stop saying you know so much. I notice that as I listen back to the podcast that I say you know a lot. You know? Yeah, it's one of those because we all want validation. You know? <laughs> so what do you got going on this weekend? I have a jam-packed weekend. Um, I've uh, been – a couple of plays have been submitted to me for directing for this car plays thing that's going on. Um, really? So I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I, they're both pretty good. I, I mean, I, I'll have to. I, they, they picked one. The theater company picked one that they wanted me to direct, and I said, "Is this my only choice?" <laughs> they're like, "Well, we kind of wanted you to do that one, but here's another one." And I kind of like the second one they sent me better, but we'll see. Uh, I sent it off to my actress that I hope to work with, and she's going to read uh-huh. them and tell me what she thinks of that. But anyway, auditions for those are Sunday night and. Uh, Monday night, but I have rehearsal with Ellen and Matt on Sunday night, so I can't be at auditions. And then during the day on Sunday, I'm teaching a class, an acting class, and then I have my workshop uh, with Dr. Nikki on Friday night and uh, during the day on Saturday. Uh, And then there's some potluck that I'm supposed to go to for this theater company on Saturday, but I don't think I can go because, um, you know, good friend John Collins got married. uh, No way. Oh, yeah. He got married earlier in the – well, late last year he got married, but they didn't have a big reception. Uh, They just sort of got married, he and his wife. Uh, So they're having the kind of reception this Saturday night. It's more or less a wedding without the, the ceremony. Uh, so I got to go. Is to it going to have the same pomp and circumstance of the uh, the, the Kate and, and and Drew wedding? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so. I think there will be a lot of uh, a lot of props to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I think I would rather just have the circumstance and and not the pomp as much. Yeah, pomp gets in the way. Is would would being pregnant be more of a circumstance if that's like how you're going down the aisle? Um. I don't know. What do you think, listeners? What do they said at gmail.com? Your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook. Give us a call at 415-937-0445. That's the number you call us, 415-937-0445, if you want to dismiss my comment, much like my co-host Jason just did. Rob, always a pleasure to dismiss your comments. Thank you, <laughs> Josie Lauren, for calling in this week. We couldn't be more thrilled to talk to you, as we said, about 100 Yes, times. that was really, really special and sweet, and can't wait to watch these. We're getting, what, the last four episodes now? Last four episodes of what may be the last four episodes ever of Make It or Break It, unless we get more people watching the show. So keep tuning in, guys. Oh, let's do it. Grassroots. I smell some grassroots. <laughs> Live for today, Rob. Sha la la la. I like to start today with a little grassroots and some bath salts, Jace. I'm ready. <laughs> Excellent. Well, while you do that, I do this. You do what you're doing, and we will see you all next week. Don't stop doing it. You can't stop because you won't stop doing With vicious pumas in the crevices, <laughs> snarling up. Oh, wait a him. minute, Tom. There are no, there are no pumas in the United States of America. Well, there's these, there's these vicious beasts <laughs> in these deep crevices. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
they sure look like pumas. <laughs> boy, that cabbage down, boy, turn, turn that oat cake brown. The only song I ever did sing is boy, that cabbage, boy, that cabbage down, boy. <laughs> 